Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, I've got an intermittent faster, but first you have to hear her story about being involved in a diet cult. That's right, Alina Urbis was in a church that preached weight over Jesus. You'll get to meet her right after this. There's something unique about what they do at Ralston Family Farms. Now, you've heard me talk about them for over a year. I've gotten to know the family, and I know some things the kids will say, facts, you know, I know some facts about the Ralston family and what they do with this and their philosophy and farming. Yes, the products are outstanding. Check. But let's talk about their footprint from field to mill. It's incredibly small. They never put their rice on trucks to get to grain bins. They cart all of their rice from the field to the bins where the bins tie into the mill. That's not what the other guys do. The other guys buy from a lot of different rice farmers, maybe from this state or other states, and they truck it all in, not with Ralston Family Farms. They're committed to regenerative farming. They use the local water available, which right there, they're in the Arkansas River Valley, and their products are non-GMO, plus they're superior. It's the best rice, the best family from what I think is the best state. Check out their line of products from RalstonFamilyFarms.com. Ask your local grocery store to start stocking their shelves with it. Available at select Costco stores. Plus, it is superior, guys. I'm a health coach. It's the one grain that I eat just about every night. I I have uh, meats and veggies, and I always have Ralston Family Farms a part of my dinner. You've got the quicker cooking rices, the 45-minute cooking rices, and they're all delicious. Outstanding varieties, outstanding family. RalstonFamilyFarms.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. This is going to be so easy, Alina, and we're going to talk about something you love. And for full disclosure, you and I just met a few weeks ago in person because we had an event for Jen Stevens, the mother of intermittent fasting in Arkansas. And you got in your car and you drove from Franklin, Tennessee to Little Rock, Arkansas, about six hours on the road, I would think. Five hours, yeah. Five hours. Okay, you took I-40 coming into Little Rock, and there we were in downtown Little Rock because you, like so many of us, love the intermittent fasting lifestyle. So let's talk about how you got into it. Into the- Intermittent uh, fasting. Okay, so I've always loved fasting um, as part of our faith growing up. Like, anytime we wanted to get closer to God, we needed to do a fast. That's right. So- Yeah. It's so important. And so I, I've always been, especially with the health stuff, I've, I've always loved it. I mean, since I can remember. So I was always looking for something, always searching for the best ways, you know? So I found, I had actually had heard a podcast and they had talked, they had mentioned Jen Stevens. So I went and I found her uh, group. And then I found her book in 2018. So I actually joined last four years ago now. And um, I just fell in love with it. But being in Way Down and Remnant Fellowship, it was taboo. So that kind of started my journey with everything. 
and, and you're referring to something I only know because um, it, my producer had told me he'd been part of this. We're, we're going to have to define for people what Way Down is and Remnant Fellowship in just a minute. But okay. so you started the Delay Don't Deny Facebook group. Is that the group you're talking about that, that Jen yes. Stevens had? Yeah. I yes. think that's kind of abandoned traditionally on Facebook, but she has, she does have a another portal where you can get to her right. uh, via right. the web. Okay. Right. So how much weight did you, so you were doing that clandestinely then, and you didn't tell anyone in Remnant Fellowship, the church we're going to refer to in the Nashville area. Yeah, that is correct. Because anything outside of them, outside of that program, was you were dieting or you were doing something bad or it just was not allowed. Okay. And I feel like I kind of led a double life because um, we weren't allowed as being a church member, we were not allowed to read anything outside of Greg Chandler. Wow. We weren't allowed to pretty much do anything outside of that church. So I, like I said, I have always uh, read other books. I've always listened to other teachers and, and preachers and always searching for something. And because I feel like God is not confined to a box. He is not confined to one specific organization. And um, so anyway, yeah, I, I, I kind of did lead a double life where I was doing other things. You were cheating I, on Remnant I was. Okay. I was. Absolutely. Well, now let's back up. So for those of you unaware of Gwen Shamlin, there is an HBO series about the Way Down um, workshop, which is how she kind of got in the public eye. I was a member of the Way Down groups in 1996 and 7, and they were faith-based yeah. programs about eating in a way that we felt like was honoring to the Lord and would get our bodies in alignment with our perfect weight. And so that was like, and I'll just tell you my perspective and then I want to hear yours. So that was in 97, 98. In fact, in 99, um, I, my friend from Nashville, she's a therapist there who had, had got had met Gwen in Franklin. She lives in Franklin. She, that's when you communicate with people. You didn't go on Facebook. You emailed right. everybody in yeah. your group and said, she goes, I'm so sorry that I've ever given anyone information about Gwen Shamlin and this is these were her words she said she's gone off the deep end she doesn't believe in the trinity and there were some things biblically and she said so I'm going to break ties if any of you started way down because of me I'm going to break ties so that made me look into it and I saw where Lifeway Publishers had dropped her the major Christian publishers uh Southern Baptist I think it was a Southern Baptist publishing arm at one time I don't know if it still is and so then I started questioning it. But before that, I had sent our governor in Arkansas, Mike Huckabee, who ran for president. His daughter, Sarah, is running for governor in Arkansas. I'd known Mike, and I'd interviewed him for many years. And he had battled his weight publicly. So I called the Way Down Workshop office in Brentwood or Nashville yeah. or wherever it was. Brentwood. Brentwood. And said, hey, I'm in Little Rock. I'm a, a radio TV broadcaster, and I interviewed the governor, and he's fat. Can you help him? So they sent him all the tapes. That's when we listened to cassette tapes. Yeah, yeah, and if you were a leader, right, if you were a leader, you got the videotape, right? Yes. So they sent it to him and he would, you know, I, I really have a way about me. Hey, you're fat. Here's some tapes. Go listen to him. I, I mean, I just have no sense at all. But 
when this all came out about her and um, the HBO series came out, I reached out to him again and said, hey, Lisa Fisher again, I'm sorry I sent you tapes from a woman who ended up having a cult. So that's how I feel about it. Now I want to hear your story. When did you join that church? And we're going to talk about your fasting too, but I I want to know how you got here. When did you join the Remnant Fellowship? Because it was around 99 or 2000 that she broke free and start her own church, right? That is, yes, correct. So I, I actually, um, found, uh, Gwen on the Tyra Banks show. Um, I had watched that episode here back in 2007 and I, yes, I was completely enamored. I was like, this is awesome. I totally didn't do it. You'd never heard of it before. I had not, which is surprising because my mother actually had her original way down uh, yeah. diet. Yes. That's what, in that's her what library. I had. Yeah. That's what I had. Which so is, where were you living at the time? I was living in Arizona. Oh, and so you ca- you moved from Arizona to be closer to the church. We did. I got we it. Did. Got it. And got it. Okay. So, I got it. Yeah. So I, we, I, I quickly joined, um, we joined in 2008. Um, I had flown out here to visit because I had gotten online on my dial-up internet, (laughs) and I I realized that there was a lot of stuff out there already in 2007 of them not being so good. So I I flew out here, and I stayed with my class coordinator because that's when I was doing classes with them. Um, So they were still doing the diet program even when the church, the remnant, if you didn't join remnant fellowship, they were still conducting classes. Oh, yes, and they still are. Oh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, I, I came out, I, I visited the church. I said, if I'm going to be a part of this, I want to see and, and experience it. So I came out alone. My husband was like, it's fine. Go ahead. And, and I came out and I was like, okay, it seems okay. So I joined and that was in 2008. Um, their big tagline is that you must go all in and, I don't feel like I ever went all in uh, because of the whole uh, Trinity division. I was not raised that way. Um, I feel like the reason that, and one of their big uh, requisitions or, or things for you to join the remnant is that you had to admit that you did not believe that Jesus is God. Um, oh, wow. And so I wanted to join because what they do is they tell you that these are your best friends. This is the best place on earth that you can raise your kids, that you can have life. You've got an enormous community. And I wanted in so bad. And I agreed that Jesus was not God. And I have had to fully repent to my heavenly father, to Jesus Christ, of denying him. And so w- it, what do they call him then? If he's not God, was he a prophet? He, they call him the son of God. Son of God. That, so he, yes. and, he where Jesus he said, not, uh, Jesus said, I and the father are one. And so they, they deny that statement. Correct. Okay. They, 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 they yes. She said that he had no deity. He had, you know, their, their big thing was if he, especially when Jesus was on the cross, if he, why didn't he save himself? Why is he calling out to his father if he is him? So they did not believe in that. So 
that was always a, a struggle for me because I, you know, and, and Holy Spirit, who is that? They, they kind of left him out of the whole entire picture because I feel, in my opinion, they took on the act of the Holy Spirit. Because at that point in that, in the church, you go to leadership, you go to them for everything. They give right, you your permission. Marriage, if you get weight, if your kids are bad or anything. And Correct. let me back up. The answer to the question of why didn't he let take himself off the cross? It was to fulfill the God. It was to fulfill God's will. I mean, exactly. It, it was to fulfill yes. the mission that we needed a savior, and he that was the only more. way that bridged the gap between man and God. Yes. So Amen. I see, I see that visually, but yes. I can see how. Um, yes. uh, I, I can. I mean, I, I can see how they say it, but I, I, I mean, that would be an argument. Yes. Yes. And, and, and that's where, you know, they were very charismatic in their explanations of, of that dividing line. Um, you know, it, and, and honestly, I mean, Gwen is kind of smart. It set her apart from other places. So that is how she kept, kept her people there is by putting so much fear into people. Uh, and, and when you leave, your life is cursed. She literally said from the stage, when you leave out of here, your life will be cursed. So then people don't know where to go. They don't know where to, what to believe anymore because they, we were taught for so long that their way is the only way and everybody else out there is counterfeit. And how dare you question them? Anyway, it just, it was, it was an entrapment and I, uh, I just, it was very hard because like I said, I was not raised that way. Um, and so I was always questioning things, which kind of got me in trouble a lot of times because I was questioning. And so anyway, I had joined in Arizona another uh, faith group, faith-based. It was a exercise type thing called Revelation Wellness. It's pretty awesome. But I got in a lot of trouble um, with Ted on Jay. One of the leaders had emailed me and said, what are you doing? Because I had posted something on their Facebook account, which they trolled all of the members' Facebook accounts because we weren't allowed to post anything outside of way down the wow. it. And so that kind of started the downhill because I'm like, what? you don't know anything about this uh, organization. They believe pretty much what way down does that it's a heart issue. You know, yeah. like we, we need to fix the heart. And so anyway, um, we, my husband and I left in 2017 and for a whole year we were out of the church. Well, my husband had been applying for jobs here in Franklin or anywhere in Tennessee for years. Well, we had gotten an email saying we're hiring. And so we flew out here uh, in 2018 to, um, uh, you know, go for the job. And he ended up getting it. So we had been out for that year. And so when we got the job, I'm like, what do we do? Like, all of our friends are still there. Um, do we join again? And so we did. And I knew when we got here after about three services, this was not, not what we should be doing. Okay. Let me and, ask you, Lena, yes. just so I'm a little confused on the geography. You yep. were in Arizona in 2007. Can, so you can join Remnant Fellowship remotely and not, okay, outside. Absolutely. So you don't have to be in the city. Okay. No, we were, we were webcasting every week. Okay. And... We would come out for the festivals that they had because they followed more of a Jewish calendar. Yeah. Um, and so we, I would come out three or four times a year. Jimmy didn't really get to come with me because he 
uh, was working a massive amount of hours. So I was coming okay. home. Um, and, you know, there, like I said, I knew once we got here to Tennessee, like, what did we do? What in the world is happening? So when we got here, of course, coming from another state, we were constantly sick. We had allergies. We were always, <laughs> we didn't get to go to a whole lot of stuff, but, and that, and it lasted a year. And so after that, um, there was a service on a Wednesday night that my husband, we didn't agree with. We, cause like I said, I had started seeing the light as soon as we got here. My husband was working a ton. He didn't get to go to church with me, didn't see what I was seeing. So when, um, when he did get to go because his company had been on strike during that time. So he had time off and he's like, I'm starting to see what you're saying. And so we wrote in and said, we're leaving. And that you was have the end to, of that. You have to inform them if you're leaving the church. Oh, absolutely. And you, once you, you do, can't quit. <laughs> no, you're completely cut off from all of your best friends that you, because yeah. all of it is completely, it is completely um, conditional on a membership, right? And you know, and I, I know that's what other cults do. I mean, I've I've so studied when, it, I've read it. Right. When did you start realizing that this was unhealthy and it was a cult? Honestly, the signs were all there. I know how to hear from the Holy Spirit. I have those gut checks, and I knew I knew a long time ago, and I I did. Did, did you I, ever whisper to somebody there in the church going, is this a cult? And did, did y'all talk about it? Oh, we're not allowed to talk about anything right, contrary at mm. all. And, and the, if you did, you were turned into leadership because you were anti-authority. You were talking bad about the holy saints and how dare you do that. Um, so you had to be very selective in who you could trust because even those people that you thought you could trust literally would turn you in. They would turn you in. How, how many members were there in its pe in its height in the the best of days? Uh, probably, uh, worldwide, I would say three thousand. That's it. And then, how many attended the service there in Franklin? Twelve hundred. That's all. Yeah, so, um, have you had counseling from the, because people that come out of cults need, you need to be reprogrammed. I actually, um, I have done so much prayer. I've had people praying for me, but actually Good. going physically to a, a facility, not yet, but I do have, I oh, do wait. have an appointment with an Good. amazing lady that has deals with cults. She's Karen Franklin and I'm excited to go see her but good um a lot of my friends that have left have gone through counseling and it good. has helped them very but important i will tell you that it i can tell it's going to be a lifelong uh oh for sure thing yeah for sure i'm writing down in the show notes we're going to link the way down and it's the hbo series yes um about gwen shamlin um because the tragic thing is that Gwen and her um, Tarzan husband and was a son-in-law on that plane. Right. And, and then their best friend, were there seven people or five people? Seven. Seven people. So that included like a couple of best friends, maybe a son-in-law. That's why it was an odd number. Right. And um, tragically, 
um, the Tarzan was, because I don't remember his name, Joe, somebody. Joe Laura. Joe Laura, that's right. Joe Laura was the pilot of this plane that went down out really just after they had taken off from the airstrip, not too far from their home. But the crazy thing about the story is they had already started investigation for the HBO piece. Yes, it had been going on. And yeah, so were you, anyone ever reach out to you, Alina, during that time for comment? Oh, no, no. Um, I, you know, I could have probably been on the HBO documentary, but I, I did not. Um, even though I have a story, um, I want it to be God-led and I, I don't want to just speak out of turn. Um, there are some amazing people in that place and my heart literally breaks daily for the ones that are still in. It is a choice, but again, these people are afraid to leave. They're fearful because they're afraid to lose everything because that is what it was taught that you're going to lose. I am still here. I am an overcomer. I am a conqueror and I, I didn't lose my life. I didn't walk away from God. That's the point. I did not walk away from God. In fact, I am closer to him now today than I ever was, you know? And and I think that that's what they think, that when you leave there, you're leaving God. Right, which is a sign of a cult. We know that with any other cult. And we're not even going to go down that rabbit trail because um, it's it's what happens. That's that's why I have to look into these things. Yeah. so the the crazy thing about Gwen Chamlin, well, if you see the series, and this is not to make a jab at anybody personally or physically, but what the heck happened to her hair? the The skinnier she got, the bigger her hair got. And and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. If anyone has seen the series, she doesn't weigh ninety pounds no, toward no. toward the end. She was yeah. very so when I took the course. In 1996 or so or seven, she was a slender, probably five foot five and 125 pounds. I mean, normal. She was probably yeah. a size four. You know, yeah. she was slim because she's not. She's kind of petite. Then yeah. toward the end of that series, I know a lady who's 90 pounds and she's that size. Her legs didn't even look like they could hold up her hair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never seen yeah. anything like that in my yeah. life yeah. other than an eating disorder. I mean, you you just yeah. got to call it for what it is. That is the how, I mean, we take anything God gives us and we corrupt it. It's just our sinful ways, right? Correct. So in that, in the pursuing God in a healthy way, which is what I loved about Way Down. Yeah. And yeah. It, was bef- it was before my thyroid blew out. So I was just a girl who liked the obedience of it. And I liked mm-hmm. eating in a way that I wasn't stuffed and, you know, all the thing. And I focused on the Lord more. So I loved all that. But then, as we know, like I said, we corrupt and twist things. And then it just, it looked like she had an eating disorder. Now, I don't make those choices for anybody. I'm not condemning, but I'm just saying, if you look at it. Um, And then the leadership looked like they got skinnier and lost color in their face. And again, I'm not trying to make fun of it. I'm saying as someone who watched the series, her daughter, who had a different name, it seems like when we did, like the son was Michael, was she Michelle or Melissa or, but now Elizabeth, she's Elizabeth? Yeah, it was Michelle, Michelle oh. Elizabeth was her name and they just went with Elizabeth. Okay, so yeah, I, th- these are things I remember. And then as the series, as the HBO series, which it's, I must see, that girl looked like 
a Stepford wife, she was so frail and had no color in her face, yeah. Yeah. which I'm a health coach. I feel like there was something wrong. Right. Um, so she now is at the helm of that church, correct? She now runs it, the daughter, because she's the only survivor of, I guess, the leadership, because that was a lot of the leadership who was killed in the plane crash. It was, it was a, yeah, the found, the founding. The founding, okay. Founding did did yeah. you go to the funerals of any of those people? Because you knew them. You knew Oh, them. they wouldn't have let you in. No, because I had already left the church. Yeah, I would. I was an outcast. I'm a counterfeiter. So, um, so they really would have. Did they confront you after you left, saying you were a counterfeiter? Oh, that was just always known. I mean, I okay. would preach that from the stage that anybody outside of there was counterfeit. So, and could nobody reason with her biblically because she had good biblical sound foundation in the very beginning? In the beginning, it was awesome. I mean, we'd read the word and then yeah. when every, I think when things started changing is when we would specifically be told to read her books only, you know, and, um, no, I, there was no, no reasoning with her. There was no, no one could come to her. In fact, in the last days, so many people were coming to her about her dress, how she was dressing because. Hoochie Mama. She was a Hoochie Mama. I've never seen such a transformation. From how she was dressing, it was so contrary. I still have emails from how we were supposed to dress and what we were supposed to do coming to festivals and what we were allowed to wear and not wear. And it's almost like she forgot her own words from 10 years prior. Well, and that also was included with the divorce decree. She was against divorce. She'd been married to the same man for a hundred years and she woke up one day and he was never, it's like he was never mentioned again, the husband. And then she had this husband. Were there financial requirements to be a member of that church? Like any good cult, you usually have to give some money. You know, that is the one thing I will say that they never told us that it was something that we had to do. We never had really? to tithe. However, um, we were instructed that if you have debt, you need to pay that. But you needed to use your money to come to the festivals. You needed to come here. You needed to get in the pack. You needed to get close to people. So that that's the one thing that um, we were told to do. And they probably encouraged fraternizing or um, using the businesses of those people who work there which yes. in then turn does benefit them because those Correct. people would tie the 10% Correct. or whatever Correct. that they yes. feel like God was yes. asking them to do. And mm-hmm. so in the long run, it does benefit them because the size yes. home that woman lived in, explain, describe that home to me. Oh, it's amazing. I, it was on, you know, I, one of the plantations from forever ago and, um, it was a mansion. It was truly, it, it, it was a mansion. Yes, it was, it was beautiful. They'd have all kinds of parties and weddings and, and gatherings there and you know i got baptized in her pool outside of there (laughs) yeah they because when we would come out for festivals especially in the summer months they would do a baptism and so we all wanted to be baptized there so it was it was it was pretty well she probably said it was holier water than just your average baptismal (laughs) well we all felt it was right (laughs) we felt we were that much closer to God. <laughs> right. So to go back over, you, in 2007, you were living in Arizona. Correct. You were attending um, remotely. Mm-hmm. You kind of quit, and then you mm-hmm. came back, right? And Correct. then you moved to Franklin. Yes. And okay. then we moved, and then we joined the church back. And that was a whole to-do as well, because at that point, 
Uh, my husband and I had to go in and have a meeting with Ted Andre and is he still drop- alive or is he one of the oh, people who perished? No, Ted is still alive. He is, okay. but he is no longer in leadership. Um, Where's he? Any- he's still in the church, but he's not in leadership position. I don't know what happened. I don't know the whole story of. Yeah, something's up happened. with that, but yeah. yeah. So Jimmy and I pretty much had to grovel our way back in. I had to write a letter basically saying that we're not going to leave again. I'm sorry I spoke against the church. I'm sorry that we left. And so, um, and that was going to be put in our file. And I was like, I didn't know churches kept files on members. So they had a file on every single person there. And any kind of counsel they, any kind of counsel they've had, they had recordings of meetings. The stuff I have found out since I've left has been unbelievable and it just makes me that much more thankful that i really feel like god has spared me he has rescued me from more destruction hi friends as you can see i have a lot of enthusiasm about intermittent fasting that's because it changed my life and the way i think back in 2017 in fact it's in affected every part of my life now in lowering our insulin loads that I became a student at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York. And now I have my certification as an integrative nutrition health coach. That means that I'm seeing clients. I can do that through obviously Zoom calls. You can do that through FaceTime. You can do that one-on-one in person. And if you're interested in becoming a client of mine, you can just email me Health coaching at lisafishersaid.com. We'll put that link in the show notes. Health coaching at lisafishersaid.com. Now back to the program. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, do you have children? I do. I have two girls that are now 12 and 11. So, you know, we, I am very thankful that my uh, children were not more entrenched in the stuff that went on there. Um, did like they I wear said, the long dresses and the long hair and the, or was my, that something that Gwen just did for the, some things that were shown in that HBO series? Oh no, that was their pretty much norm. That's, of, okay. Like that was their, the frills and the lace and yes. that was their dress. My girls are not those kind of girls. <laughs> they, yeah. just, they don't like that. So we never bought into that piece. So, and but, was there like a school I, attached to it? We did homeschooling, so there was a co-op that was part of the, okay. the church. Um, we were very brief into that. In fact, when we left, we couldn't go anymore, which is fine. Um, so, did you stop homeschooling, or are you homeschooling now? I kept homeschooling them. Um, in fact, I just put them back into public school a month and a half ago. So, right. right. Yeah. I homeschooled for fifteen years, so oh, I'm my word, pro you. homeschooling. And yeah. All successful adults. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So homeschooling was a great thing for me, but it's Very not for nice. everybody, obviously. Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about because um, I don't, I don't want you to feel shame from anything I'm saying because it yeah. could happen to anybody. Yeah. Um, no condemnation. Your eyes have been opened. That's the important thing. Yeah. You you see the truth, and yeah. you know our heavenly Father never cuts us off because we make a we're not a member of something or we do something. His arms are always open as Jesus was on the cross, the robber to his left and right. He said, I'll see you. Remember, he was giving them an opportunity. I will see you in eternity. So it doesn't yes. matter what we've done, yeah. that um, our name is once it's etched into the palm of his hand, it cannot mm-hmm. be removed. So 
I just want to remind you of that. And that's how I feel. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm not trying to exploit you at all. I'm just trying yeah. to understand because yeah. um, it was something. It, <laughs> I mean, it, being a part of was, that was something. It was a huge part of my life. And I mean, you don't go for I literally had Gwen in my ear 24-7 for all those years, since 2008. So, so you knew her well. From afar. Like you coming here, you could not get close to her. She, Uh, no, she was not, you had to make a literal appointment to even speak to her, which is odd because I've never had a pastor that you couldn't just say, hey, can I come to your office and and chat with you? That was not, it literally had uh, to go through the the powers to be, to have a conversation with her. Um, Yeah, it just, it was a different world. And I... You know, and, and it's hard because there's so many people have asked me how many so much. How did you get involved in that, Alina? You're not dumb. Like, I'm like, people aren't dumb that get in cults. We no. we were sold. I, this is what it is. We were sold a package. We were sold an ideal of our life that could be. Friends, community, perfect babysitters. Exactly. Who would want All that? of us want that. We want love, right. acceptance, to be cherished. Then you throw God in the mix and what better package? That's right. Well, coming here was nothing that was portrayed upon that stage. And so, of course, they will say that it's my disobedience. It's my lack of joining in, all of it. And so that's fine. But I just know that, you know, when you throw in toxic faith, when everything is based on performance, because that's exactly what it was. When I walked in that door every week, I was judged on how much weight I had lost. Um... You know, there, there were, it, and it was sickening. Like I couldn't do it anymore. I mean, there, I'll tell you a story that was, and it, and this is what needs to come through. There were more people that went through this than you can imagine. I, there was a time back in like 2014, 15 ish, 2015. Um, I had put some bait because I had lost all my weight. I had lost all of it gotten. With the way down workshop principles, which is eating right. half the food, right? I remember that's what eat we said. Eat when you're hungry, stop yeah. when you're full, and no eat. snacking, yeah, no, no snacking. Yeah, and she told us um, then we would eat half of what we had intended to eat. Correct, correct. And so I had lost all my weight. Well, I had started putting some weight back on, and with that comes the shame. It comes the fear. It comes I'm letting God down. Mm. I, I'm not doing what is, I'm Was that preached then from the pulpit about weight a lot? Yes. Everything was tied to it. Everything. Wow. It was because it was your disobedience. It was your, you are not listening for your growl. And when you're eating more, they take the verse that's in the New Testament that says, no immoral, impure, or greedy person will enter into the gates of heaven. And they take it for literal. So if you're greedy and you're eating more, you better watch out. You know what? I'm greedy. Uh, I'm immoral. Yeah. I'm all those things. And my yeah. name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So right. nanny, nanny, yeah. boo-boo. Right. Exactly. So I had come to a point where I was I was completely just distraught. Like I, I had, I think I'd put on like 25 or 25 pounds back. And I just felt like I was letting God down daily. I was failing as a mom. I was failing as a wife. I was failing as weight on participant, a remnant fellowship member. You name it. So I was at the very lowest of my life. I, and, and I. And what year was that? 
probably like 2016, I would say. So were you still in Arizona at that yes, point? Yes, I was still okay. in Arizona. Um, I woke up that day and I told my husband, I said, I can't do this anymore. I, I literally just want to die. I, I don't, I, I cannot keep performing and just going through this. It was, it was awful. And my husband's like, you need to call leadership. You need to get in touch with somebody right now because he was at work. So I called our leadership over Arizona and I was told her, her exact words were, what's going on, Alina? I said, well, Tiffany, I, I just want to die. I, I can't do this. I'm not doing this. I'm failing every single day. Her exact words to me were, well, what class are you in? I what? said, class. class. What? So, Way oh, down you class. have to be in classes the whole time? Correct. And I said, I am not in a class right now. She goes, well, that's your problem. She goes, because if you just get your eating under control, everything else in your life will, will be fine. Because that was their big thing is that they blame everything on your eating. So if you're like spinning out of control, it's because your eating isn't in control. Wow. And I said... It was a diet church. That's all it was. It was right, a diet yeah. church. It wasn't a Jesus church. It was a diet church. Mm -hmm. And so I said, and my words to her were, are you kidding me right now? I just told you I want to die and you're asking me what class I'm in. I was so upset. I was like, wow. And so she's like, well, if you just send your homework to me oh and we'll get back, get you back on track. Oh I called God. my husband. I called him and I was like, I, and I told him the conversation and he was not happy. Um, so my girls and I had come out, I had let it kind of lie, die down. And a couple, one of a couple of my friends had called me from here in Tennessee that were in the church and kind of talked me off my ledge. And, um, so of course I bought more into, well, it is my fault. It is, you know, mm. all of it. So I came out that next summer for day camp because they had, camp for kids. So I came out, well, this girl that had told me this was my girl's camp counselor. And I was like, my stomach sunk. And so I said, I need to talk to you because I wanted it off my chest. And I had told her, I said, you know, what you told me last October really hurt my feelings and affected me. And she said, in her exact words again, Alina, we do not coddle people here at Remnant Fellowship. She said, and I would have told my kids the exact same thing I told you. And I said, okay. I said, but this is the church of love that you guys no. claim and tout. No, it's not. That is not love. And I mm -hmm. told her that. And I took my kids and we, we left that summer. And I was like, and so I was very disillusioned at that point because I think if this is the counsel you're giving to people and you spin it and turn it around, because that is complete narcissism. and you make it out to be my fault again, but the real issue and roots are not being dealt with. Because if you blanket it with my eating issues, yes, granted, it could be part of it, but no. there's something else going no. on. Well, let's, for one thing, uh, just because I've worked in mental health for years, she did not acknowledge your suicide ideation, no. which typically, if someone were to call me and say that, the next question should have been, is there any way, are you planning to harm yourself? Right. Because you may have. And then at that point, there should have been a court order to take you in and get you some mental health counseling immediately yeah. for three days or whatever yeah. your court would order. And so to 
to ignore that to me is a heinous, it's a crime yeah. because it's, yeah. it is the ultimate neglect. Yeah. And then number two, then to shame you yeah. like that is, mm-hmm. that is an offense that is so deep and egregious very, that very. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry you went through that. And that was a very hard thing to overcome. I'm real yeah. proud of you for doing as well as you are today. Thank you. It is only by the grace of God. I I understand. Did you ever have any other suicide ideation after that? While I was still in there? Oh, yes. You did? Yes, I did. Because again, I mean, I, I ended up putting my weight back on. So of course, you know, I mean, there's people that, that were in that church that had to sit out because they were confusing people. You were disobedient. So you could not enter into that church because you were still bringing your idol in. Wait, wait, wait. You couldn't physically come in the building if you gained weight? No. Did they weigh you? I mean, how did they know you've gained weight? Well, they could tell. I mean, if it was a substantial amount, there were, there were people that sat out for years, literally. Stop it. No, no. That sat for years. And I'm thinking this is when they need you the most. Well, let's also now, so now I'm a health coach. And there are so many things that cause weight gain. And yes. one is being condemned all the time and the cortisol you're making. Correct. And when women Correct. go through perimenopause and when Correct. women have thyroid disorder and if you have a cortisol imbalance, you have Cushing syndrome. I mean, I'm just thinking of the medical. Yeah. You may be on a medicine. You may have to take a steroid. Well, then oh. you might gain 20 pounds in two weeks. Correct. Well, that's another thing. Medicine was not allowed in there, like especially an antidepressant. Um, and see, I, after I had gone, remember when Tom Cruise did that thing Mm -hmm. and he showed his butt by telling Brooke Shields that, um, she was a sinner or whatever term he used because she was on antidepressant because she had postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. He had no Mm -hmm. idea. And he, you need to zip it people. Thank you. Oh my goodness. So there, you know, in the documentary, even there, there, there was a guy that was talking about his wife, you know, needing medicine and yeah. That was just not allowed. And and wow. so at that point, after that, I had gone to the doctor and I did get on something. But yeah. I didn't take it because I was so afraid of being found out. Really? Yes. I, I was fearful. So it's like, I don't feel like it would have worked anyway because of the fear factor driving, like you said, the cortisol, the everything oh, else going on in my body. It just, it wouldn't have. So, you know, it... <laughs> It's such da- it's such a damage of what it does to people and, and their abilities. Again, I, I feel like it literally locks God in that box. And um, well, I'm that not is saying, not God. None no, of it's that not. is God. No, it's None not of that because is God. And it, you know it's we, such a lie. It is. And you know, and I know that medicine it's not maybe forever, but it no. definitely can help. And so yeah, it, it was. So if someone had type 1 diabetes, could they take insulin? Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. yeah they or could. cancer, it's, you take chemotherapy, you could do that. You just couldn't take any antidepressant because that was a lie. Correct. Mental illness was a lie then to them. Correct. I wonder if, you know, I would have loved to have taken them through a psychiatric ward and seen bipolar disorder when it has psychosis yeah. or yeah. schizophrenia or... Yeah. Just depression and anxiety. They're yes. very real. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So she must have never experienced any of that, which is quite unusual. I think the statistic is pretty high. If people who have some type of mental illness episode at a time, whether it's postpartum or 
When your thyroid's low, you have depression. I mean, well, it's odd because Gwen's like she comes from a medical family, so I did. Oh, that's right. I, I'd forgotten yeah, that. Which is, you know, it's hard for me to understand how. And I get it. People abuse medication all the time, but when it is a legit need, and you tell your members, absolutely not. It just well, any need is if you have a need, it's legit. If yeah. you say to me. I'm having depression symptoms, and if I were a healthcare provider, you know, I always say if someone just give me a prescription pad and DEA number, I could alleviate (laughs) the healthcare crisis in Arkansas because I understand it. I understand people. And again, it could be temporary. For some people, it's forever. So what? We're not in a race over who finishes first and who doesn't take the medicine. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So it's just so condemning. I'm surprised. There would have to have been, Alina, a lot of people who have left the church after maybe a outside family member said, you are psychotic or you're in a bipolar, you're in a manic episode or, and you've got to get medicine. And I would hope somebody outside the church who was not blinded would say, you're going to have to leave that church. Do you know other people who have left before oh, yes. you who had left, yeah. yes. but you had disfellowshipped with them. So you couldn't talk to them anymore. But right. I, I would assume that there's a Facebook group for former remnant members that's Very. probably private because yeah. we're not trying to, um, I, I, I'm not, I, I want to make sure I'm saying, I'm not trying to slander anybody in this, right. but these are the facts that happened to you. This and, is my truth. And this yes. is your truth. And someone can yeah. walk away making any decision. I look at it as you're a member of a cult, you're yes. uh, brainwashed, which yeah. is part of, you know, cult 101 is brainwashing yeah. somebody. And so then I was thinking, you know, I asked about the financial obligation and tithing or whatever, but if you were going to all the classes and if you were going to the camps, mm-hmm. they were making money over every dollar from yes. your family. I cannot tell you how many thousands upon thousands of dollars I spent on classes and materials and flights. And, um, you know, it's not to say that I didn't give first fruit tithing when we, when I would come out and we would, you know, do... Yeah. So, yes, I I did then. I did give. Have you ever watched any of the Leah Rimini Scientology? Oh, yes. I wonder if any, if, I mean, like, I want to send this podcast to her because I feel like I know her because I've watched her all of her life. Yeah. Um, um, Because you, this follows the same hierarchy as, like, Scientology and the other, they had, they've covered Jehovah's Witness, they've covered others. Because they have the same similar principles and trajectory yes. of to be better in this group, you have to be more obedient. You yes. have to give a little money. You know, in Scientology, yes. you have to pay a lot of money for sure. And then if they don't follow your words, you're disfellowshipped. You That's are, right. you done. are outcast. Yes, yes, and and you're shunned. You know, that's the one thing. Like when I watch Leah and and um, the other gentleman who Mike, yeah. thank you, Mike. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the big thing when you're shunned, and yeah, and shunned. in a way, it does you a favor because yes, none of that's them right. can ever talk me into going back ever. So I mean, and in really reality, like what common? The only thing we shared in common after leaving is the membership, because my view of who Jesus Christ is, who the Holy Spirit is, is different than what they believe. So you're not going to change my mind ever again who uh, who, who my praying father is 
and who my That's triune right. God That's is. Right. So, are um, you members of a church now in the Franklin area? Yep, yeah, we do go. Um, you know, at first when you leave, you're so afraid, like you're looking, yeah. like who's going to see bad. me? Am bad. I doing wrong? And yeah. again, coming from the background that I did with church, and I mean, I've been going to church and had a relationship with Jesus Christ and God since I was five. Wow. And so, um, but a lot of people that are there and coming out are so afraid to step foot in a church because number one, they don't know what to believe. They don't know who to believe. They don't, because that we were taught everything outside is wrong. So it just, wow. I, that is where my heart goes to is the people that are coming out that literally are floundering, not knowing what in the world to do. And, and so just to parlay this into what fasting does, it's freedom. Mm-hmm. Intermittent fasting yeah. is true freedom. You're it not is. bound to any person, religion, group. You yeah. don't do right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And we even say as intermittent fasters, food isn't good or bad. Correct. It's yeah. love the foods that love you back. You know, the foods right. that work for you. Right. Now tell me then about your freedom of being an intermittent faster. How long have you been intermittent fasting? Oh, gosh. Well... Like I said, in 2018 is when I joined Gen So 2018, you were yeah. gone from a remnant, and so you went in full throttle. Okay. Yeah. So I, I started the fasting. And, of course, you know, I, I still, even to this very day, hear wind words in my head. It's not the food's fault. It's your greed. Um, wow. Yes. <laughs> and I, I battle that daily. And I, I will tell you that every single person that has left out of there still hears those words, exact words, and battles it as well. And say so, the term she would say, it's not the food's fault, it's your greed. Correct. That's it's some not, messed up stuff, Alina. Yes, it's not. And and I know for me, I know that sugar freaks my body out. So yeah. it is the food, you know. It, and, yeah. and, you know, I have a good friend that gluten freaks her body out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is. And, um, anyway, I, I have, you know, since going back to being able to be free to do what I want, because that's the thing. And she always touted from the stage too, is that any kind of eating style, keto, vegan, whatever you wanted to do was wrong, was wrong. So the girl gluten-free would be bad or sugar-free would be bad because you were following an idol then? That wasn't her. Correct. You're following a diet. And dieting was wrong. But intermittent fasting is not a diet. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. So, (laughs) but see, there's another thing. If you go back to any of the, it's called You Can Overcome shows, where there were members that would fast. In fact, there were three or four episodes of people that would do 30-day fast. Um, And, you know, I, I, you know, if that's what they want to do, fine. But, that's not called permanent. It's Mm-mm. anyway, it's control, you know. And Wait, so you can overcome. Was that something through Remnant Fellowship? It was. It was on Wednesday nights. And so oh. she had a little show kind of that was called You Can Overcome. And it was on Wednesday nights. And so she would have Remnant members get up. And so every week they'd have something different. And you know, talk about different things. What was your, when you first started hearing about fasting, what, and with, of course, Jen Stevens, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. Gwen Shamley, they both have the same initials, G-S. 
Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> um, Jen Stevens, though, what was your first, how did you rip the Band-Aid off? Did you do 16 and 8, 18 and 6? I did. I went, I did 16, 8, and I'm like, oh, I can do more. Yeah. And so then I did 18, 6, and then 19, 5, and then 20 and 4, and I met our our mutual amazing friend, Star. She's um, She is. And so I had her help me a couple years ago, in 2020, you know, just having her uh, be my coach. And, and Good. So Great. that's when I got a lot more consistent with the 20 and 4. Is 20 um, and 4 your sweet spot then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and I like it a lot too. Yeah. And um, so that's been super helpful. And How much I, weight have you lost? Well, since just going... And that's the thing, like 20, I've down 25 pounds. Awesome. Um, yes. Praise God. Yes. <laughs> um, but, and I still have a ways to go, which is awesome. I will get there. Yeah. But I'm not running a race. I am no. not checking in with leadership on how much I've lost this week or, gosh, you know, what class I'm in. <laughs> it's between me and God. And it, this has been a whole encompassing uh, part of the healing process of, I'm, I'm letting go of all those ideals and moving forward in the new. And it just, it's been so good. And Do, I mean, did anyone define eating disorder to these people? Well, Gwen was a master dietitian. She had her master's in uh, dietetics. Yeah. So she had to, I mean, yeah. she knew, she knew. And because even if it's, it's disordered eating, even yes. if it's not an eating disorder, right? Yes. So yeah, because you know, um, I remember when I was in college and you may have remembered the girls who were on majorettes or palm yeah. or yeah. cheered, they had a way on Monday morning. Yes. And I, re I remember those girls purging, yeah. binging and purging all weekend to get there. Yeah. And that they now will say they well many of them say oh I have dis I have eating disorder from that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, with very much so. It, it definitely did turn into disorder because I feel like you know when I left I was I kind of rebelled if you will. So I'm like yeah, I'm gonna sure. eat what I want. I'm doing yeah. what I want. I am. My golly, I don't blame you. I'm out. I'm free. I don't need yes. someone telling me what to do. So right. Um, yeah, and. Uh, it's it, and, but I think that every person that has left out of there has gone through that exact same thing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah when we know that, when we suppress anything, yes. it's going to show up. That that's yes. the whole. If you ever read the Minnesota uh, starvation mm -hmm. experiment, yeah. um, mm -hmm. it is fascinating by what people do once they're denied yes, yes. sustenance. Yeah. They'll cut off their own fingers. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, they're, you need to read about that. Oh, yeah. Well, Very you, much so. So you, you now look at uh, fasting as a, it's still a spiritual discipline for you. It is, yes. And it's something that you just incorporate, and I would assume you enjoy. You're a beautiful girl, Thank and you. I enjoyed meeting you that I can't yes, believe you too. drove this far. <laughs> and then Star had another client who came far, too. From California, Laura, yes. That, Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Wasn't that awesome? So it we loved it. Best. So, yeah, we had this thing, and by the time this airs, it'll be a couple months old, but um, 
just on a whim, I've been trying to get Jen Stevens here for years. And I don't know if you've heard, we've had a virus called the COVID. (laughs) And it kept people home, even though the restaurant we were having, it was saying, we'll host you. And I went, no one will come. Right. (laughs) So finally, Jen said, because this is when by the time I settled with her, Omicron had started sneaking up. Right. And I said, what do you do? She goes, Lisa, I'm coming no matter what. She I, said, if I have to drive there, if the yeah. airline shuts down. Yeah. And so we said, okay. So it was yeah. just great having people come in from it all was, over. It was awesome. I love getting to meet you. I love getting to meet Jen. Um, yeah, it was you great. Know, it, I just love, you know, and having uh, Amy Jo. I got to meet her. Yes. Clients and, yes. And she, she's she's been on my podcast. Amy yes. Jo Holcomb is yes. just so endeared. She's a girl from Mississippi and talks yes. like this. I and, know, and I love it. She I is a Southern belle with her she red is. hair and beautiful smile. Yeah, she yeah. is. And, and so, I, in fact, I, I just submitted a little chapter for this book that starts writing too. And my explanation of fasting is freedom. It, yes, it absolutely is. Because and you're, you're showing that by that you're not tethered to something. Your no. freedom is making you flourish and freedom okay. allows us to flourish. Yes. I say yes. that in the political respect too. I need freedom. I don't need anyone. Yes. I mean, oh my gosh, I don't like being told what to do. Right. It smothers no. me. It oh. does. And, and I think that is one of the other biggest parts of coming out of this is knowing who I am in Christ, who God says I am. And, and it is that freedom to choose. To do this every day, I yeah. I choose. I get to do this. It's, it's not a have right. to anymore. It is it's a not wonderful a choice. That's right. Yes. That's right. And you know, just knowing that uh, there is hope on the outside. I think that's another thing people need to know that there is hope and there is things to do outside of that place and that program. And um, you're not bound. You're not bound anymore. Well. You're a beautiful picture of that. I love your story. You you are um, very endearing and very vulnerable and honest. And that those are beautiful things. And I'm going to pray for your healing because you you need healing from being pro because the way you were programmed, you're free. I see it. You're free. You're beautiful, beautiful spirit, but there is healing that still needs to be done and for your kids too. Very much so. Very much so. And you've done a great job with everything. And I I really do. I, I'm going to send this to my L.A. producer friend and say, there's a story. I mean, you have a story. Again, yeah. not to exploit anybody, but to let other people know that if you're in a situation where people are telling you to think away, yes. act away, and if you don't perform, you're in trouble, there's something wrong. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. No matter if it's a Christian church you're in, a Buddhist temple you go to or any place any religion any group if there are rules that if you're mm, well then we don't love you and god doesn't love you that's a lie it's it's conditional it's all conditional and that is not that's not our god that's not our god you're right perfect great job thanks for listening to the lisa fisher said podcast be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review won't you The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.